to cut or not to cut? That's the question. It is a question that I have been asked many times during my tenure as a rabbi. Specifically, folks want to know whether or not they should have their sons circumcised in accordance with Jewish law. Before we venture down that path of Jewish law, it should be noted that in the United States, circumcision is very common. It has been reported of all the world's wealthy nations, the U.S. stands out with circumcision somewhere between 76 and 92 percent. But those numbers don't really tell the whole story. Like in so many other aspects of American life, there are, yes, regional differences regarding circumcision, with the Midwest states' rates significantly higher than Western states. And of course, attitudes towards circumcision is changing based upon age. 18 to 29-year-olds being far more skeptical of the process as compared to those over 65. It should be noted that the policy of the American Academy of Pediatrics is, and now I quote, although health benefits are not great enough to recommend routine circumcision for all male newborns, the benefits of circumcision are sufficient to justify access to this procedure for families choosing it. So to cut or not to cut, it all depends. So there are those in the Jewish community who want to make it more acceptable for those who decide not to circumcise their sons to feel accepted. The organization called Bruchim, which literally means blessed, but in this case means welcome, is trying to normalize the decision not to circumcise. Apparently, the conservative movement within Judaism has a policy which, while allowing non-circumcised families to be included in synagogue life, denies uncircumcised boys from having a bar mitzvah. i got to say, I find the policy a bit bizarre, and I don't want to know how the rabbis find out if the boys who belong to the synagogue are circumcised. While here at Beth Adam we require proof of vaccination, we don't require proof of circumcision. And the reform movement doesn't exclude those uncircumcised, but its leader, Rabbi Rick Jacobs, recently said, as one of the oldest rituals in the Jewish faith, we will always advocate and educate our community about the beauty and of its meaning. That sounds nice, but frankly, I don't know what's beautiful about public surgery, even if you call it a ceremony that welcomes a boy into the covenant of Israel. Sure, I know that for many within the Jewish community, they see circumcision, or brit milah, the Hebrew equivalent, as one of the requirements and rules that came out of the ancient world that needs to continue to be followed. But for me, whether to cut or not to cut shouldn't be based on ancient traditions, nor should it be based upon whether or not some within the Jewish community will exclude those not circumcised. The decision should be based upon the best science, and given that there is no clear and simple answer, I recognize why parents wrestle with the decision. What I do know, it's time to stop holding the ceremony as a family gathering around the dining room table followed by wine and sponge cake. If people do choose to circumcise, it's time to stop the public surgery and move it into a healthcare setting where it belongs. I'm Rabbi Robert Barr of Congregation Beth Adam and our Jewish community. And as always, thanks for listening.